Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Tuesday to you. Last day of January to you. January 31st, 2023. Game day edition. Kentucky roll call. Snow day edition. Here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. It's Tuesday. The day the club goes up, they say. How's everybody doing? Roush, let's start with you, buddy. How are you? I'm uh, I'm doing all right. Oh man, my voice is just huh. It, twice this morning cracking. What the hell? Um, but yeah, no, good, great, grand. Uh, had 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 a nice little Monday. Not too not too difficult. Only got stood up by a couple teenagers. So uh, it's that time of the year, TJ, where I I I'm, I'm doing the the recruiting uh, coverage picks up. So uh, it's a lot of. Uh, DMing teenagers and then sometimes getting stood up, sometimes not. It's uh, it can be really emasculating. But hey, it's what we. That's I do it for the people. It's uh, it's my job. It's my duty. And whatever I got to do to bring you all the content, I'll do it. Well, who who stood you up? Let's get some names. Uh, we're not naming names. You don't want to say who stood you up? That no. Who who cares? They're gonna well, get back. Yeah. One person did. They they missed our initial time and then called back later, so it was fine. But it still just throws you out. You, you, I, I've got to numb myself to like getting upset over it, you know. Yeah, they're, they're I, kids. I, I would hope at this point you you would. Uh, I but yes, it is it is annoying. But right, right. It's, you know, you get you, there's some other benefits to your job though, so it, oh, it, yeah, it, it evens yeah. out. Exactly, exactly. So. Uh, maybe too upset about it. How are you, buddy? Burr. It's cold out there. I I am freezing. I had to stay outside and scrape ice out off my car this morning. There was like almost a half inch of ice on my windshield. So not ideal start to the day. The roads are not great. So if you do have to go somewhere today, take your time. Highway was pretty good. I won't complain about the highway at all, but little side roads, little sketchy. Oh, that's not good. Be safe out there. Uh, schools around town were snow day 
So not even like a, hey, get your computers and let's pretend to do a little work day from home, uh, which I saw some teachers, Roush, were upset about because this means they'll have yeah. to make up today in the summer. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, now, they usually have a couple days, I think, built in where they can use those. But, yeah, it, it usually gets made up on the back end. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought, like, you could have a couple snow days and then – uh, once you got to a certain limit, you 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 were no longer had it anymore. But I have no clue. Uh, I don't know how it works at all. Uh, let's see. LMPD just updated this morning and said from 4.30 to 7, the start of Kentucky roll call. Wow, it's nice they added that part. This morning, the, the ice in the metro area, the LMPD responded to 14 non-injury accidents and two injury accidents. Uh, honestly, Jeez. I thought it would probably be a little bit worse, to be honest. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Especially because like the non-injury accidents, I'm sure there was plenty of sliding into other car little fender benders. It it is really difficult when the roads like this to not bring out the inner kid in yourself and take it back to like when you were riding four wheelers back in the day. Just want to whip a donut real quick. It's hard to resist that sometimes when the roads icy like it was this morning. Did you resist it? I did, but I'm just saying those accidents. Maybe, maybe that had something to do with it. They were playing around a little bit. <laughs> maybe yeah, that, <laughs> I guess that's a possibility. Uh, but be safe. Allow yourself some extra time. And you know what? What? What is safe is a Thornton's parking lot. They make sure those bad boys have salt and aren't icy, and you can fill up safely. You can get inside safely. Get your coffee. Get your breakfast sandwiches. Whatever you may need. Thornton's will have you fueled up, ready to go for your snowy, cold Tuesday and eventually get you through all the way to the 9 o'clock start for UK versus Ole Miss down in Oxford. So Thornton's has you covered. They have you covered. Text on into the Thornton's text line today, 502-414-1450. We have a few texts from yesterday we didn't get to. We'll make those up today. Man, make sure there's... we up the text line today. There's there's one guy that's not a severe Wheeler fan in there. <laughs> oh, I haven't. I, have, I I sent him over, but I hadn't. I hadn't seen. I didn't read him. So I did a quick news to me. Did a quick uh, gloss over, and man, who were you angry. texting in from your burner? That, that's what it is. My, my texting burner account. Mm-hmm. Yep, you got to have one. Got to make sure you can't get it traced back back to you. Uh, we'll get to it. Uh, uh, people are. Still frustrated from over the weekend. I understand it, but that frustration will be nothing if the Cats don't take care of business tonight. You don't even know frustration uh, unless if, if UK were to be upset by, by Ole Miss, and then everybody would just lose their minds, and understandably so. Uh, this Ole Miss team is not good. Oh, man. I did my research last night, too. Very not good. Um, they might not have their starting point guard or their – Waiting score. Their waiting scores missed their last two games with a knee injury. So, um, yeah. Uh, the If you check out their game notes, their projected starting five, TJ, zero players averaging double figures in points. Like, yeah, I mean, one of my takeaways just from – I've not gotten probably – I don't know if there's an SEC team I've seen less of, but I have watched and I watched some of their highlights. When you do the YouTube for Ole Miss basketball, it, it's – well, when you're typing in Ole Miss, it's like Ole Miss football, Ole Miss football highlights, Ole Miss this, that. 
it Miss even baseball. goes to baseball before yeah. you get to the basketball highlights. Uh, Ole Miss basketball is not a well-searched YouTube option, I learned yesterday. <laughs> uh, but I have watched a couple of their games. I think probably mean that that phrase literally, like two. And then watched a couple of what they had on their basketball season this year. And my takeaway was going to be, and I didn't mean this so much as a negative. It can be a negative in some instances. It can be a positive. Is where they're they're balanced in the sense that on any given night it can be somebody else, which sometimes can be hard to defend. Uh, you know, you, you like it when hey, this is the person that has to have a big game. You put Case and Wallace on them, and you hope that that's going to make life a little bit more difficult on them. This is an instance where they may just try to attack whoever they feel is the weakest UK defender. And they could be just as likely to succeed as if, you know, their star player was quote unquote getting shut down. So the balance in some instances is a bad thing because it doesn't mean you really have a go-to person and you just have to hope that somebody has it going that night. But on the flip side, it can also be hard to guard because you don't know who it's going to be on any given night. So it can go both ways in that instance, Roush. True, true. Uh, but uh, that's also because they just don't have any great players. Uh, Correct. I, Correct. That, that, that's kind of the, the other side of the coin. Uh, their only win in league play is over that awful, dreadful South Carolina team. Now, Kentucky did lose to them at home. Uh, so, you know, did lose to that team at home. But this is a team you'd like to see the Cats come out a little ticked off for not playing well in their big moment against Kansas and then and then handle their business at Ole Miss. Uh, play with a little fire. Because if if they play focused and intense basketball, even if they're missing shots, they should be able to handle this Ole Miss team and Kermit Davis, who, by the way, Kermit Davis is just a – he's the most Ole Miss, like, frat guy-looking Ole Miss guy ever, right? Uh. I, I, I guess what like from an old man perspective, I guess I could see what you're talking about. But like I, when you th- think of like an old Miss frat guy, no, Kermit Davis isn't the first person I, that comes to mind. Well, I guess that's that's my point is that he just seems like the old guy at the country club that's been there for like 30 years. Uh, you know, kind of dumpy, but always got the blazer on with the loafers. And that's just his style. It's very odd seeing him on the bench without uh, a, a blazer on. And he's been doing the white pullover thing. And I'm just like, eh, I don't know if that's you, Kermit. Maybe yeah, maybe I, that's, yeah. I, I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I get what you're saying. And when we were down in Oxford for the football game, a lot of their, a lot of their adults never really get out of the, the frat bro attire. Right. So I, I, could see, I could see where you're heading there. Yeah, uh, and he might just not be a good coach. Uh, I think this is year four, and it just, yeah, not, not really going anywhere. So, cats, don't don't play with your food tonight. It's not a caught game. Come on. I would prefer they don't play with their food, but you know what? I don't just win, just win, just get the good old fashioned dub. Uh, this is a team that's one and seven in conference. They're nine and twelve on the year. Uh, similar to when Kentucky took on Kansas. This team is on a three-game losing streak, but none of those losses were within single digits. None of those lo- well, Only one of those losses was to a ranked team, and that was Arkansas, who was well on their way outside the top 25 when they played them. So just 
take care of business when I, if it, if it ends up being closer than it should, sometimes that can be life on the road, but this is not a good basketball team. And it's really not a loss that you can afford. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the X's and O's, some of the things that Ole Miss will try to do to UK. I'll just give you a little bit of hint, a lot of pump fakes. So Oscar Shibway for the love of Pete, don't fall for him, but it'll be pump fake city down in Oxford tonight. Probably won't be a great crowd, so that could be a good thing or a bad thing. This team does seem to enjoy hostile road environments, or I shouldn't say hostile. They've only won one game at a hostile road environment. Uh, but they won the Vandy game, uh, and but that was more of a pro 50-50 UK crowd. But just take care of business. I don't care. Uh, and we'll talk more about that as, as things progress on today's Kentucky Roll Call. We do want you to text on in. To the Thornton sex line, as we mentioned, 502-414-1450. Roush, one thing I wrote down yesterday that we didn't get to because we were recapping the Kansas game and the weekend and all that fun stuff was I got to get your take on all this Justin Rogers nonsense. Um, man, I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, if you all haven't seen – so I – I only saw the tweets. Um, he like tweeted, you know, when have they ever won anything? Um, something along those lines. And Dion Walker was kind of busting his chops um, over it, which I think is the source of the problem. Uh, <laughs> Justin Rogers was supposed to be the the guy that everybody loved from Michigan, and dude came in and took his crown as a freshman. Now he's on the planes. There's nothing, absolutely nothing to do at Auburn. So he's sitting around bored on Instagram and just kind of dogging his old school. And am I surprised? No. But, I mean, I'm, that, that's Well, he was actively trying to recruit other players away from UK. Now, it could have potentially been tongue-in-cheek to give Rodgers the benefit of the doubt, but going on other players' Instagram, Instagram live stories, telling them to get right, get out of there, get, you know, get to a real football school. I think he was showing off Auburn's facility, saying that that's what a real football school looks like. Uh, it, it, it was more than just like, hey, uh, they don't win big games at Kentucky. I, I mean, he took it in – a bunch of different avenues and a bunch of different angles where it wasn't just like, Hey, it was one comment. Maybe you can excuse it. He was having a bad day. Uh, There's a lot going on there with him and the UK players eventually rallied and just were like, who are you? Like, you know, quite who, down. Who you think you, you were, are. Yeah. You were like yeah. a part of the program. So if you felt like there weren't big wins, maybe you look in the mirror for why that is. And secondly, let's not act like Auburn's been knocking on the national championship door since they you've haven't. been in college, Justin Rogers. Kentucky's had better records than than the Tigers have. So uh, it was weird. It it was really weird. It definitely came off as a scorned oh, lover situation. This, this dude is definitely bitter um, because – he, he thought that the grass was going to be greener on the other side, and it wasn't. I, I think what took so long in his decision was that he didn't get the – he thought he was going to get offers that were better than Kentucky, and I don't think he ever got one. Um, and then when it came time where he thought, okay, well, maybe I can just go back, that, that offer wasn't there. That, that's kind of the – how I've – like, I don't have any scoop on that, but that's the entire feeling I've got this whole, whole time is that, he was always just wanting some more money, wanting to be a bigger deal. 
because Deion Walker came in and kind of took a lot of the shine from him. Um, I do know that Kentucky gave him a pretty good offer, uh, a, a nil offer to stick around. And I, I just don't think he got what he thought he deserved elsewhere. Um, and so there's probably, that's probably where a lot of the bitterness is. And so he's just kind of going down swinging. And the other part too is, I would hope that he would be more mature about that, but also I was very immature at 21 years old too. So like, I, I get it. There's nothing to do out there at Auburn. Uh, might as well just mess with Kentucky fans on Twitter because that's that's what's giving him attention right now. Yeah, it's 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 strange. And on the one hand, you're not wrong. It's not like 21 is the beacon of maturity when everybody kind of turns the corner. You get people that are 31 that still haven't really turned that corner. And uh, looking at myself to some regard. But he's also not like a 17, 18-year-old recruit either. And to not have enough self-awareness to realize like, hey, Kentucky really did everything they could for you. Why would they not have wanted you to succeed? How much time did they spend recruiting you? How much time, even after you committed, did they spend recruiting you? How much time since you've been at UK and the transfer portal's been a thing, have they spent making sure that you're happy? And then all that's just one one side of the coin. Then the other is, how much time do they put in to make you a great football player? To make you as good as a football player as you possibly could, trying to push you. You look at Mark Soup's defenses and people that put in the work and it clicks for them. They've been high draft picks. They've gone on to do good things in the NFL, and they've gone on to make a lot, a lot of money. Did they not want that for you? Are you under the impression that they weren't trying to do that for you? Are you under the impression that all of a sudden Deion Walker, they were just like, no, no, forget about him. He's going to be our next project. Let's put all of our efforts and stonks into this guy. Now, maybe they did eventually do that, but it was because they realized how good he was, and you – while you were doing some nice things, weren't as good as a freshman that came up and just was instantly kind of better than you were. Uh, Not that I wish that it didn't work out better and he wasn't still on UK's defense going into this year, but you really tell on yourself a little bit when you act this way. And you can see a scenario where UK could say, yeah, see see you later, buddy. Like, thanks, but no thanks. Best of luck to you. We'll catch you. We'll catch you when we catch you. Uh, well, and that's, I mean, you, you made the point, right? Like you, you're, you're kind of telling on yourself. Um, also, this is the, how it works in this business. Mark Stoops says he tells his players all the time, I'm recruiting somebody to replace you. Like that's why you need to step your stuff up. If you want to go be a pro, they're, they're always looking for somebody that's better than you. So you got to bring your A game. Correct. That's that's how it works. It's supposed to be like a motivating thing. Like, all right, you know, I know that other people are going to be kind of nipping at my heels here. I'm going to work my butt off to make sure that I'm still going to be the guy. I'm not saying he didn't work his butt off. There's certainly rumors out there that he did not. But eventually, just either somebody more talented or somebody that worked harder and Walker was the the new thing on the defensive line, the new star on the defensive line. And he seemed to not handle that well. But I've got some bad news at Auburn, and I don't know Auburn's roster makeup at all. But guess what? If there's somebody there that's better than you, they're not just going to let you play, and they're not just going to shower you with gifts and nil and this and that just because 
your name is Justin Rogers and you're a five-star you, recruit, right? That, that's not how that's exactly as Roush said. It's not how the business works. So uh, I was at, like, at, you know, he was on Khalil Sanders Instagram saying, like I said, you know, come get right. Look at this real football stuff. Did the same thing to Trevin Wallace. It's probably because he's like, oh, wow. I, my, my teammates aren't as good as my old ones. Like I need to just yeah. recruit in here. We're there in trouble. Go. I like that spin. Which, um, one thing, uh, two quick hitters uh, from this to get kind of stem off of it. One, Dion Walker. Uh, did you see his comments last week that he's grown since he got to UK? I did not see that. Tell me. Tell me. He said he's gotten two inches taller. I'm like, what? What? Are you kidding me? And he wants to lose uh, 20 pounds. He said he was at uh, around 340 uh, last year, and he's like, man, uh, I'm getting off the ball well now. If if you think that was good, I, I need to I need to shed some weight so I can be more explosive. And I I think that was a problem with Ox last year. He lost too much weight, but if Deion Walker loses some weight, I think he's still going to be pretty powerful inside. That's uh, that's oh. good to hear. Who doesn't want to drop 20 pounds, you know? Oh, yeah. From uh, one walker to another. Just tell me your secret when you get to it. Uh, the other thing uh, about Auburn, though, I didn't realize just how little they had going on down there. And I was – I'm just learning more about how other schools operate and what they prioritize. And Auburn had their junior day over the weekend, and you would have thought that, like, they treated it the same way that I don't even know how to compare it because, like, the 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 way that our Auburn site covered it, it was like they were covering an SEC tournament. There was that much content up, and I know that it's like I'm sure that they didn't technically do it, but like it's against the rules to interview recruits while they're on campus. But the people that cover Auburn, that live down there, they just kind of post up on campus, take pictures of the recruits as they show up, and then talk to them later. And that that's that basically they just hang out at the recruiting event to be able to to get coverage of it. I've never seen that anywhere else. And it's just amazing that that's like that's all any Auburn fans care about right now is just football recruiting, football recruiting, football recruiting. Nothing else at all. I mean, it 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 just it blows my mind. But that's just uh, that's how little you got to do down there on the plains. It sounds like the Barnstable Brown Party with media just waiting for the celebrities to show up. <laughs> I do get the sense that Auburn's just like they are very clearly a football hungry program, but they just realize that things are Alabama is their biggest rival is just so much head and shoulders better than they are. So they have this mindset where it's like a group effort between fans, media, everybody that like, we are going to control the things that we are going to control. We are going to make sure that every recruit feels prioritized, loved, and that like, this is the place to be. And if we come up short, which they so often do, it will not be because of a lack of effort from the people that that need to do the things that we need to do. And that's why, you know, they've been so big and nil and they're making promises to people like Justin Rogers. Uh, that that is that's that's pretty that's pretty wild. Uh, I remember the good old days, Roush, where like if a UK photographer accidentally had a recruit in the background of a picture, yeah. UK would be knocking down your door. You got to delete this. This is an mm-hmm. NCAA violation. Delete it. Nowadays, it's uh you can do whatever you want. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, they are a lot more lenient on that sort of stuff, but yeah, it's um, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy what what uh, like that 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 was my other point too. Like you're right, they they are so hell bent on it's it's very much little brother syndrome where it's like we've got to do whatever we can to prove that we are not little brother. Uh, freeze alert! Freeze is coming in. Freeze time. Um, which, by the way, a little brother had some news yesterday. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I've got I've got that written down. We'll get to that in the in the next segment. And in full disclosure, big self awareness radio show, probably the most self aware radio show in all the business. UK does for basketball roll out a blue carpet for recruits during Big Blue Madness and treats it exactly like the Barnstable Brown party. So, but a little different when you're talking about like three recruits versus 20 to 30 sometimes that they have for those big recruiting events in football. So uh, UK does it in basketball as well, but that's what you got to do. You got to try to, to put on a show for these people. I also appreciate they hosted 200 recruits and it's like, well, I mean, a, a lot of, a lot of it, it's like the teammates come with the guy that you actually want to recruit, you know, yeah. where <laughs> maybe 50 of them were actual priorities and the rest of them were their teammates, their brothers, their cousins, etc. cetera. Uh, there's a, a, a funny speaking, uh, speaking along those lines, but it's a different story. A really weird, interesting thing happened in the transfer portal. We'll tell you about that when we return. We need to take our first break, and then we'll we'll get the update on our friends in Louisville. Some big news regarding their new football stadium. So we'll come back. We'll talk about those things. We'll get into X's and O's for the Ole Miss-UK game. It's a Tuesday, and there's not as much to talk about. So get in on the Thornton's text line because we're going to spend a lot of time there as well. Don't go anywhere. This is KRC. I'm Big X, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, okay. Justin Kaler. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You know the thing about relationships is that they make one person go, blah, 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 and the other person go, what are you talking about? And then one person goes, blah, 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 Welcome back, Kentucky Sweet Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, the 96.1 FM side of things, and on the AM 1450. If you like that more authentic AM radio sound, you can find us over there. Uh, either way, works for us, and we go 7 to 9, replay of the show 9 to 11, and you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, the road's icy, so take your time, be careful. Uh, Scoot said the main road's not so bad, but some of those back roads certainly have some slick spots, so so be careful out there. Uh, Roush, did you see this in the land of transfer portal news? The the, the Georgia to Mississippi State. Um, the guy that got arrested? Uh, Stetson Bennett? No. Oh, uh, no, there was a Mississippi State transfer that went to Georgia that got arrested. 
But yeah, Stetson Bennett got a PI. People are losing their minds over it because it's like, you mean Stetson Bennett is still drinking to celebrate his national championship? Big surprise. I saw so I saw a tweet and it was or maybe it was on the message maybe it was on a message that message board Twitter account that will retweet funny message board posts. I saw yeah. it somewhere. It's certainly not original to me, but Stetson Bennett came here to win national championships and drink beer, and he's all out of national championships. <laughs> That's perfect. It is perfect. Oh. No, I'm talking about former Georgia tight end Rylan Good. He announced his transfer to Mississippi State, but there's a catch. What? Hmm. Yeah, do, your Tim, do your Tim Allen uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, there. There you go. His fiance, Alexa Fortin, is going with him, and she's a volleyball player for Georgia. So Ryland tweeted out two for one, the future goods are staying dogs. And both of the, it's a couple's transfer to Mississippi State from Georgia. Both Georgia's volleyball program and football program losing some players over to Mississippi State. And I, I think it's adorable because if, you're, if your new engagement can survive the trials and errors that come with living in Starkville, Mississippi, then you can conquer the world. So it's a perfect first test for their relationship. We go from fun Athens, Georgia – to let's see if we can survive here in Starkville. So best I mean, of luck to them. It's 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 <laughs> it's couples retreat from hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. Like, hey, you know what? If we can do this, then once we get out of here, we know that we're rock solid and we can we can do anything. Thank goodness that couples transfer portal wasn't a thing when Nick Richards and Leah Edmonds were canoodling, you know? Yeah, yeah. That um <laughs> That's very funny. I'm very amused. Um, gosh, that is such a change of scenery. But I mean, if you are going to, I, I think that's the only way to get me to go to Starfield, though, is, okay, well, she's going to be there too. So, you know, at least I can hang out with her. I'm sure um, if, if you're engaged, you probably are living a little bit different life than the normal college student at this point in time. You're You're going from study tables to uh you know to football practice all that like pretty busy probably not doing a ton of socializing and you got you still got your lady to hang out with you so th- i i could see how that could work but it still would just uh whoo man that uh i'd like to i'd like to think that like he was going to transfer and she was like all right you got to do what's best for you we'll still be together and then he thought about like wait a georgia volleyball player alone in athens he'll people are going to be going after her left and right uh baby you want to come with me and then she was probably like no but you're going to be in starkville like you'll you know you'll have your own temptations as a football player there and then they both probably started laughing like i mean come on (laughs) (laughs) you gotta be kidding me here uh it's the apples and oranges so they, they probably said you know what's best is we just go there together and we become the the old couple on campus and in bed by nine o'clock, most likely. Scoots, did you ever date somebody that went to a different school? Um, no, not that I can recall. Well, when Roush and I were in high school, we mostly dated people that didn't go to our school. Well, I would hope so, on account of you had only men at your school. What's what's what, what's wrong with that? Um, no, you know, I did, I did oh, date a girl when I was in college. I dated a girl who went to IUPUI, I think it was. We dated for about a year. So, yeah, I guess I guess I could say yes for that. 
Did it go okay? It did. Yeah, it never would have worked long term. She was kind of, she was, looking back at it, she was kind of there just to serve a purpose. She was like the first girl I dated after my parents divorced, or right after my parents divorced. So she was kind of there for me through that. Um, So that was nice, but it would have never worked out long term. Why not? Sounds like, you know, she was an important part of your life. You know how they say everybody comes into your life for a reason? That was her reason. Not not to be my wife. And I get that. And I totally agree with that sentiment. But I'm curious why you just knew it wasn't going to be a long-term thing. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you the reasoning behind me thinking that. I just. It was one of those things. After like four or five months, you kind of knew. Like, all right, this this really isn't going to go anywhere. But let's just have fun. Okay, that makes sense. You know, everything. The everything can come to an end in, in that regard. Exactly. Roush, did you know anybody that was in high school dating somebody in college? Whether boy in high school, girl in college, or girl in high school, boy in college. Um. Not until. I mean, I, I got to UK, and one of the guys who had a longtime girlfriend, they, they she was a year older than him, so there was one year where she was at UK and he was still in high school, but not not really, no, no, didn't didn't have any guys that were cool enough to date college chicks. When when me and my buddy were in, me and my best friend were in sixth grade, we were both dating eighth graders. No big deal. Oh, whoa, no big deal. That that's that is interesting. It was awesome. That we were like the coolest kids in school. What were these eighth grade girls? Were these eighth grade girls just desperate? Y- you know, looking back at it, and it's funny. Me and my buddy actually talked about this a couple weeks ago. We still to this day have no idea what they were doing because they were both really good looking. Me and my buddy, not the greatest looking guys on planet Earth. So I, I don't know. I still to this day have no idea how we even snatched them, but it was awesome. Was it maybe like a make a wish sort of deal? <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> oh, all right, we'll move on from from that. But uh, the transfer portal only going to get crazier and crazier. So if you've got any couples on campus that play multiple sports, they uh, they you know they they're liable to potentially pack up their their bags and and leave. I don't know if UK has any. I'm sure there probably are, uh, but. Nick Richards and Leah Edmonds, they'll, they'll always be the favorite favorite UK athletics couple. Are they still together? I, 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 didn't we go over this like a few months ago? Um, we did, and I, I, I don't think so, but I'm not certain. Yeah, I think that's – I also think that's the conclusion that we came to, but I, too, am not certain. Roush, I am certain of – one of 10 people that will win the Kentucky sports figure of the year. They have announced all the finalists and the winner will be announced today shortly after we get off radio. Unfortunately, should we read yep. the top 10? Oh, uh, sure. Go, go ahead, bud. This is just in alphabetical order. So this is not the final list. We'll have that again announced a little bit later on. Uh, Danny Busboom Kelly, the U of L volleyball coach. Nice. So, you let me know if you think deserving, not deserving of being in the top. 10. Okay, uh, check. Yes, I agree. Scott Davenport. Well, we know what you're going to say here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we know what you're going to say here. Flight line. Oh yeah, yeah. Check. David Thayer was going absolutely not. Like when he saw that he that flight line was a was a finalist, he was euphoric. 
as happy as he's been since the last sports betting bill was dead. Uh, another another one was Ryan Howard. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. Sydney McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Yep, yeah, she's got like a hyphen in her name too. No. Laverne, 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 and Shirley. Uh, let's see. We got John ja Morant. What? Okay, yeah, that I, makes no sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, John Morant is an NBA star, but what did he do in the last year that was like... Like, oh, that's not something that... like that John Morant just did what John Morant always does. He played, no reason to... he played at Murray State. Is that the only reason he's on the list? Yeah. Correct. That's ridiculous. Like, well, if, you, he, if you play college ball in the state, you can be on the list. Yeah, you, you can... That That's enough to be eligible, but normally... Like, if, if Devin Booker won NBA MVP in the championship, he would probably yeah, make, he would make it. The, you know, he'd make it. He'd be a finalist. But John Morant, I don't think the Grizz, I don't know if the Grizzlies even won a playoff series. Maybe they did. But he averaged yeah, 27, five rebounds, six assists. I, I would think that there's other UK players and other, I mean, Donovan Mitchell from UofL. There's other people that put up huge numbers, too. It's, so. it's got to be Western Kentucky people that didn't know who to vote for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, not only they didn't know who to vote for, but they also probably paid closer attention because Memphis isn't too far away from them either. I'm curious what you'll say about this one. Rich Strike. Oh, bum. Loser. Nope. Yeah, I don't think Rich Strike should have been on there as well. Suck it, Rich Strike. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Abby Steiner? Yes. Yes. I regret. That was a big goof on my part leaving her off my list. Uh, Justin Thomas? Yeah. You won a PGA Championship, but I, I I agree. If you hadn't won the PGA Championship, then probably not. But right, right. But you, you win one of the four majors. You're from here. I mean, there's only been a handful of major championship winners from the Commonwealth. Uh, so yeah, definitely worth it. Last and certainly not least, Justin Top. Or uh, excuse me, Oscar Sheboy. Yeah, and he'll uh, he'll be your winner at 9 a.m. It would be surprising if he's not. Rightfully so. I think Goober Lachlan McLean had Oscar number three. The day that he would put a U of L Heisman Trophy winner at number three on his list, Scoots, save that sock. I'll eat a sock if you were to do that. I mean, there's I'll save it. No chance. There's no point of even arguing with him. He would probably be like, "Yeah, but what did he do in the tournament?" It doesn't matter. They, they, you know, that's not the, what the award's about. What you do in the tournament, the award's about who was the best player I mean, in college basketball. It, it, it still, he was so good that it didn't matter that he lost his first game in the tournament. And he still had thirty and fifteen in that game. Lock, you idiot! Like, yeah, Lock's just uh, he, he likes that. Him. He likes that fun. But I, I can't imagine if you had Oscar second. You know, depending on who you had at number one, maybe I could. I wouldn't agree with you, but I could at least potentially see where you're coming from. Uh, but the dude won every major award for for best college basketball season, which usually matters in this state. Uh, it is it is what it is, though. Uh, he, I agree with you, Roush. It would be shocking if he doesn't win. I don't think there's too many people out there that that uh, would have him anywhere but one, but at worst probably two, with the exception of Lachlan. But like we said, the winner will be announced. Uh, right when we're getting off the air today. If it happens while we're on the air, we'll be sure to let you know. Roush, the U of L Athletics let their fans know what their Cardinal Stadium is going to be called. Yep, the the 
Oh man, it's no longer the. Uh, oh gosh, what was the name of the pizza? Uh, Papa John's. No, no, there was another pizza that they started serving there. And we Papa Murphy's. Papa, Papa Murphy's. Yeah, no longer the Papa Murphy's Palace. Unfortunately, now it's L&N Stadium, the uh, second L&M arena on campus. So L&N is going to run for governor um, on the Republican ticket here in a couple of years, just like uh, following the craft's footsteps. And they don't they have uh, two yum centers on campus. They may have changed yeah. one, but no, they, they still they have a little yum and a big yum. Or I guess technically the other yum center isn't on campus, but yeah, you get the gist. And they they have Ellen in now they'll have two L, just repeats. Oh, and the, you know there's a million Lynn family stadiums as well, just for good measure. Exactly, the city. exactly. Uh, I also appreciated that Ellen in Arena replaced Cardinal Arena, and now Ellen in Stadium is replacing Cardinal Stadium. Which I also would have thought that they would have done Ellen in Cardinal Stadium because that was what the predecessor did. But I guess they wanted more bang for their buck, uh, and. I noticed, too, the dollar figures just a little bit higher than the Kroger Field value, um, whereas like Kroger Field is a little less than $2 million per year. Uh, this one will average out to just north of $2 million per year. Yeah, but wh- when did they do the Kroger Field thing? 16? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's six years later. It should, be, it should cost you more to do naming rights. Um, uh, they also did a much longer deal, too. Kroger Field's for 12 years. This is for 20. So okay, I was uh, going to ask you how long the Kroger Field bit went. Yeah, so we'll have Kroger Field through about 2030. Is that right? Well, no, I would 2028. Yeah. Well, 2029, I think. Because, yeah, I think, I think we had two seasons of new Commonwealth Stadium. So Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and then when Kentucky gets a deal there, I'm sure that that, mo- that, that money will probably be one of the biggest – in college athletics, but more and more places are doing this. I think right now is that USC has the the most expensive naming stadium deal. I think it's two West Coast teams that have the the biggest stadium naming deals. USC, is yeah, four million, and that's still like I feel like that's a waste of money too because everybody knows it is the LA Coliseum. Um, yeah, and they even kept Coliseum in the name for theirs. Is it? It's some airline, I think that. That did it yeah, out I there. I think it's an airline as well. Right, right. Um, but but well, it, college athletics, it is the, it is slower to move. We had this conversation um, about NFL ones, and that they're all <laughs> – it's all naming rights now. Once uh, Paul Brown Stadium switched in Cincinnati, uh, Lambeau's the last man standing that doesn't have naming rights. So, uh, yeah, a w- little bit different in that professional landscape. College slowly getting your way there, but there's, there's going to be a lot of schools that just hold out forever. I did see there was an SEC school that recently, uh, Vanderbilt. It's no longer just Vanderbilt Stadium. They finally, like, about damn time they got some money and <laughs> got some naming rights. I think it's like Bank of America. It's a, it's a bank that sponsors that stadium now. Um, and they're doing some renovations, too. They're, they were messing around with the end zone. We were down there for the Music City Bowl. So might look a little better there when uh, Kentucky heads to Nashville in uh, September of this year. First SEC game for the Cats, I believe. Yeah, yep, that's true. Um, in Louisville, they got their schedule released yesterday as well. Uh, road trip to Miami is the week before uh, they host Kentucky. So it's 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 nice that Kentucky, like both teams aren't getting bunnies the week before. Uh, Kentucky's Alabama at home, and then I think at South Carolina, and then at Louisville to close the season. Um, 
Louisville gets Virginia Tech at home, Virginia at Miami, and then the Cats. Uh, I think Miami should be good the way they've recruited, but did you see they fired their offensive coordinator too after only one season? So that uh, that that might still be a mess down there. Uh, oh, Miami. They just can't can't get it right. And, and Mario Cristobal in particular, people love to make fun of his offenses for being terrible. Apparently Josh Gaddis couldn't fix that. So, uh, uh, you know, either Louisville gets a test the week before or uh, that also strikes me as uh, the wheels are already spinning and uh, Brom goes and gets a, a, a win that gets their fans all fired up. I had a L buddy of mine who's a goober who's like, we have to go play at Miami before the Governor's Cup and UK has a cupcake not knowing UK schedule. So I screenshotted yeah. UK's uh, plays Tennessee on October 28th. And that rolls into a game at Mississippi state. And then they host Alabama before going on the road twice to finish the season at South Carolina at Louisville. I was like, where's the cupcake buddy. Uh, he had to, he had to take the L on that one, but oh, dang it. Super, super dingus. They got a, a couple of uh, yeah, tough. They got a group. Couple Thursday nights too, so uh, old uh, Uncle Jeff's first game is uh, is a Thursday night, which is a great way to get the the people rowdy for a Murray State game. Like if you're going to play Murray State, you might as well do it on Thursday night. Yeah, U of L will start the season down in Atlanta against Georgia Tech. That game's at the Mercedes Benz Dome, which oh. if you're Georgia Tech, I don't, I wouldn't like love that. If, and if I were a U of L fan, that's going to be hungry for football, which you will be because you just had to. Serve up. You just had to take down what Satterfield was serving up for you for the last several years, and you just basically relying to yourself that it could be something appetizing, but we all know that it wasn't. So I would expect probably a lot of U of L fans are going to be down in Atlanta for that Georgia Tech game. Well, That's maybe it goes as poorly as their last game in that stadium. No, oh, that was a good time. Uh, they that is on a Friday night, and then you're right; they'll come back six days later for the home opener against Murray State. Which, if you're going to play, I, I, I really do wish Kentucky would play more Thursday night games. I mean, at least one a season, especially against kind of like a garbage opponent. It's a good way just to generate a little bit more buzz than you're just running to the mill Saturday, if you ask me. So that would be a good crowd for them. Then, uh, Scooch, they play at Indiana. That will be their first Saturday game of the season. Did the we Hoosiers not back out? Them, the Hoosiers going to show them a thing or two? No. That Louisville will probably win by three touchdowns. It's going to be embarrassing. Did Trevor comment on Eastern Michigan yesterday? I wasn't able to listen. They did, yeah. See, he uh, he brought it up, and he was like, did Eastern Michigan win this weekend? And Mike didn't know either. And then Mike looked it up, and he was like, oh, Trevor, bad news. Is Trevor waving the white flag? He's Yeah, he doesn't think Louisville's getting to three, so... He said, so a little inside baseball, I have to leave their pod unmuted on our side of things because they broadcast from a different studio. And each time that I forget to unmute the pod or have it pulled up so they can get on air at 3 o'clock, if I don't do that from here on out, I lose a win off Eastern Michigan's win total. That's something I agreed to. Something I agreed to. But Trevor straight up said yesterday that I can forget to do my job the next two days and Louisville's still not catching them. I don't know why you would agree to do that. I mean, it gives me some incentive to be better. But what about just you know, it's your job. Yeah, no, but I yeah, I know. I'm 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 well aware that that's my job, but I I guess I need a mo- outside motivation factor. 
what if like one of our bosses were just like, you'll get fired if you start, if you don't, if you don't keep, if you don't figure this out. That's way more than $500 I'm losing. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't have agreed to it, but, uh, if whatever works for you, and I do agree, you could probably miss a few days and still be fine. Towards the end of the season, you should, you should just intentionally mess up for a few days. Be like, you know what? <laughs> Make What's it interesting. <laughs> Take a win away. Take a win away. What are you all going to do? Get hot in the ACC tournament? Take a win away. We'll keep doing it. Yeah. All right. That's actually fun. Uh, well, good. I'm glad that uh, he's having to pay the piper or at least maybe kind of having to pay the piper. I-, I wonder if I hit him up today and ask him for payment, if he would, if he would relinquish it. Oh, that, that, that'd be a good bit. Just be like, <laughs> Hey, you know it's not happening. We know it's just. I, I'm. Can you just give it to me? Can you go ahead and give it to me? I'd be curious what he'd say. He would probably say, "Wait till the Eagles, the Eagles win the Super Bowl, and then this big battle cash, and then I can pay you." That could potentially be that as well. I could. I could see him kind of like one. I could just see him saying yes, being like, "Yeah, you're right. It is over." Nothing would surprise me, and those are always the most fun situations. Or I could see him kind of digging his feet in and be like, well, hold on, Scooch, with how often you forget to do the thing, and and, and you don't know, Louisville, they could win a game or two. What I want him to do is eventually have to kind of defend Louisville potentially winning more games. <laughs> when in reality, we all know they're not, but Scooch says he, th- he doesn't think they're getting to three. So, I personally yeah. think they'll get to three. Trevor just doesn't. I don't know who it would be. Boston College. At home, I mean, but they just, yeah. they just got kind of yeah, crushed could by be. Them, though. I mean, that's could their be. that's their last best shot. Well, let's see. They Georgia Tech at home, that could impossible. be winnable. Yeah, Florida State at home, not impossible. Not impossible. They don't play Boston College again. Maybe I was thinking of Georgia Tech. A rambling wreck of Georgia Tech and a hell of an NG here. Yeah, so these next two, I think, are really just like they're either they are going to finish the season with more than two wins or they will finish the season with two wins. Maybe in the ACC tournament, I guess you never know. They would be playing the terrible seed, so it's not impossible. But, uh, yeah, it'll come down to these next two games, Wednesday and Saturday, this week. This week will, I think, determine QML's total wins. Uh, if they finish the season like two and twenty nine or whatever the record would be, that's that, that, I don't know how you keep your coach if you do that. Two yeah. and twenty nine. I mean, yeah that that's the who that that's the part that's hard to. Uh, Jeez, Louise. And and I saw somebody the other day, and granted, it was like a lock retweet, um, so I feel bad. <laughs> you know agreeing with it but kenny payne isn't the only person who inherited a program with uh quote unquote an ncaa cloud or i mean lsu is had the same stuff happening and they had more players leave um but they went to the transfer portal and they're like 12 and 8 or something like that i mean they're not good but they're not this bad i mean Louisville is historically bad. and It, it is. is. It's, it's historically bad. Not just for, like, Louisville standards, not just for an ACC team, but, like, for Power 5 college basketball, it's going to go down in, in the record books. I mean uh, – Final set – or go ahead. My, my freshman year of college, Indiana went 6-25. and 25. I sat in the crowd for every single home game that season, and Louisville has won a third of those games. Like, that was – and 6-25 should be the worst – Power five season in college basketball history, and Louisville's just gonna 
hold my beer. We got this. Crazy. <laughs> Wild stuff. It's crazy. All right, so final final say yay or nay. Do we like the, the naming of Ellen Federal Credit Union Stadium? Nay. Way too long. If it's just Ellen Stadium and they don't make you say the other part, it'll be fine. Josh Hurd said it will be okay just to say Ellen Stadium. I don't love the fact that it has Nashville in its name. That like Louisville and Nashville Stadium. Technically, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. a little weird, but Listen, they're getting paid to put a name on their stadium. Who really cares? Uh, and I would call it the FedCred Stadium, and I think that's cool. The FedCred Stadium. FedCred Stadium. They, they're they're trying to like, what are we going to call it? The rail yard, the train station, the locomotive. They're they're coming I mean, up they, with just horrible. They do have names. lots of uh, lots of trains nearby. Um, oh, by the way, big suck it to blank. He had a hilarious tweet about all the NFL stadiums that they're playing in next year. It's like, dude, you can't claim that you're playing at Pitt. Like, just we're getting to NFL stadiums, we're playing at Pitt. It's like nobody's <laughs> gonna be there. Like, what the hell? Uh, I think their schedule also is incredibly weak, and they're probably oh, gonna yeah. win a lot. Of, I think your uncle's gonna probably win a lot of games. Oh, in, he should. Uh, ACC just garbage, and especially when you get to avoid Clemson, makes it uh, even easier. But we've got a whole another hour of Kentucky roll call coming up. We're gonna bring the focus back to UK. And their game down in Oxford tonight against Ole Miss. Get some X and O's talk, but more importantly, head on over to the Thornton's text line and see all the good stuff you folks have to say. You text it in, we read it on air. This is Kentucky Roll Call, and we'll be right back. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Appreciate you listening to us. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin Kalen. We got one more hour with you. We got a lot of text to read. We've got to make predictions for UK's game at Ole Miss tonight. So gonna be a gonna be a fun hour. And we're happy that you're tuned in with us. One thing that can warm you up today, some salsaritas. How about some of their queso, which will literally warm your soul? It is delicious. And you can go to one of their two locations in Louisville. Middletown, it has a drive-thru. That may be a big deal today. Not, you know, it's cold. It feels like it's 14 degrees outside right now. Mm-hmm. So having a drive-thru, that could be a big deal. If you live in the St. Matthews area, you can park right outside the front door, take three steps outside, boom, you're inside the nice, warm Salsaritas just a few feet away from delicious, delicious Mexican food, whether it's burritos, quesadillas, nachos. Roush, Salsaritas is my favorite Mexican. What about yours? No. Huh. Head and shoulders above everybody else. So good. We had a we had a little bit of a taco night last night. It was I I, I turned mine into a quesadilla. Not a big on deal. a Monday. It was, yeah, Scoots. What in the heck? What are you doing? Yeah, 
You don't have What's to do cute with... a You're, we're, I'm over thirty years old, buddy. You don't have to. You can, you can eat different foods on different days. It's okay. No tacos I, are only on Tuesday. I turned mine into a quesadilla, and it was good. It was. I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't salsaritas good, but I enjoyed it. But the wife did leave out some chips and salsa, and I'm a little bit worried that salsaritas hot salsa has ruined all other hot salsa for me. Because yeah. like, while it was okay, it was just like one. This doesn't really even taste spicy, and it was the hot one for for this brand, and and also just the chip experience as well. Even just your your regular run of the mill chips don't hold a candle to salsaritas. So I was just eating, and I was like, I think salsaritas has maybe ruined ordinary chips and salsa for me, uh, and that's what they'll do because that's how good it is, Roush. It's so good, so great. Um, I th- there is something to be said though about once you, you get spoiled on good salsas. Um, it's hard to go back. It really is. Yeah, I like it nice and spicy, and that's what Salsarita serves up for you every single day. So check them out today. Make sure you're downloading the app, and then we don't have any football this weekend, unfortunately, but for your Super Bowl parties around the corner, keep Salsaritas in mind. They'll be happy to cater. No party too big, no party too small for Salsaritas, and it's the perfect just, hey, we're going to be sitting down, watching the TV for the next four hours, you're going to want some snacks and you're going to want something to munch on. And there's nothing better than Salsaritas for, for that exact scenario. All right. Keep the text coming in on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Do we want to head over there, Roush, or do you have uh, any quick hitters you'd like to get to on today's show? Um, we touched on the first segment, but Rothstein just said that Matthew Merle is going to be a game time decision. So I'm not going to... I'm not going to expect their leading scorer to be back for that game uh, tonight. So, should be a game where Kentucky takes care of business. Just got to go out there and do it. Go out there and do it. Did you watch the the documentary on SEC basketball last night? I did not. I watched uh, a movie instead and um, caught a little bit of Baylor, Texas. The... Not to stray from the the doc, um, we can get to that. But the John Higgins graphic, like my God, w- w- college basketball officiating is so messed up. We're flying dudes all over the country to work five games and is it was it six games in seven days or five and seven? Either way, I mean, exhibit A of what's wrong with college basketball officiating. They can't want to do that either. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I like that there was a couple national media members that. He there's a reason he's working so many games. It's because he's the best. Like just to go out of their way to talk about how good of an official John Higgins is, uh, oh. that speaks more to just how terrible officiating is. If that dude is actually getting graded that well, he is a not a good official. He Oops. is an in, incredibly immature official, and he holds grudges against coaches and fan bases like a complete and total dweeb. So. Uh, you're wrong. National media, no surprise there, as it so often goes. And it's even even if I don't agree with him as an official, it is ridiculous that he is traveling all over the country each and every night and doing games. That is that is ridiculous. That that is something everybody can agree on. It's 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 nutty. It's absolutely nutty. I did appreciate too that as um, like basically as college basketball Twitter was just opining on that graphic that ESPN showed, uh, I start paying a little bit closer attention to the game. And then it was one Texas possession, a Baylor possession, and a Texas possession all had the wrong calls called out there. I mean, they were all just ridiculously bad. Like you had a flop, 
that they just naturally like the dude for Texas just fell down and they called a foul in Baylor. Um, you had a missed call on the other end. It was just it was just poor officiating. So you know what? Maybe they might be better if they're not traveling on you know five hours flights every day to their games. Couldn't hurt. Could yeah. not hurt. Uh, by the way, so Southern Hoops it de- it debuted last night. The men and women who changed more than just the game, a history of SEC basketball. It's a seven-part SEC storied event. It's going to be on Monday nights at 9 o'clock, which is usually past my bedtime, but I will catch it at some point today uh, and excited about it. You know, the SEC in basketball, it's, it's not the first thought, and we all know that, and that's not going to change just because they're doing a documentary on this sort of stuff. But it's good to see basketball get some love. Roush, I've mentioned this before. The wife loves watching all the Best Picture nominations right, for the Oscars. Right. Mm-hmm. So we watched another movie last night. Which one was it? The Banshees of Inisherin. So that's the one I'm most curious about because I I like the the main guys. They're it's uh, they're that they're each I think from Ireland. If I'm not mistaken, originally, so they get to play their, they get to use their OG accents. Um, it, but basically, it's it 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 from afar, it looks like just kind of a buddy movie. But uh, I'm just curious how it can be this good. Was it as good as the the people were saying? Like I wouldn't watch that movie and be like, that was the best movie of the year, and I wouldn't think like that's one of the best movies of the year. But from the stuff that wins those awards and like everything that goes into it, like it, I, I kind of got it with their parameters of how they choose the winners where it's, it's more than just like that was two hour action packed fun movie. This is like a slower movie, uh, but it's good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it make sure you have the, the captions on when you watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine so. I, I won't, I won't give away any spoilers for you, but. But did you, did, so it fit the parameters, but did you personally uh, like the movie? I personally thought it was like an okay to good movie. Okay. I don't like it. I probably won't watch it again. And, but it was different. It was a little weird. Kind of made you think a little bit. And unlike a lot of these other movies, it was under two hours, where the other ones are all like two hours and 30, two hours and 40 minutes. Right. I was going to watch the Elvis movie, Roush, after you raved about it, but, but it I also long. don't have 19 hours. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a long one. Yeah, um, so, get, I, get movies in that two-hour window is like that's, that's necessary now. I saw where they made a, a Guess Who's Coming to Dinner remake, and it's got Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy on Netflix. Like that, That'll be a fun watch one night. Yeah, that will be. Uh, shout out to Jenny the donkey from from the movie, the real the real MVP. Uh, all right, let's get into this Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Got to finish up from yesterday. A texter says they made the shots, yeah, but we play defense with the step cushion and hands down. Those are all essential open threes. The hands down was really frustrating. Just late closeouts, and then sometimes the closeouts, you wouldn't have a hand up. That's unacceptable. And while it's not something you directly say, like, that falls on coaching because Calipari can't be out there with, like, strings holding their hands up, but it does fall back on coaching. Why are your players closing out on shooters without their hands up? Why are they allowing shooters to have some space? And then 
some Kansas players that aren't great shooters hit some shots that maybe they don't statistically hit. That doesn't mean you don't make it more difficult for them. doesn't mean you don't want to challenge it a little bit more. Uh, it, it certainly seemed like UK took a step back defensively on Saturday, and that was frustrating because we I didn't think it was a great defensive team for most of the season, but they started to seem like they were making some strides and taking steps in the right direction. And then it was just a lot of times looked like effort stuff. And Kansas will make you pay. They're obviously a good team, and they make things tough on opposing defenses with their pick and rolls, with having five out, with having basically anybody that can shoot, but make it a little bit tougher on them if you can. Oscar didn't get his hand out several times. Antonio Reeves didn't get his hand out several times. Uh, and they weren't alone. It wasn't just those two. So, disappointed. Texer, I totally agree with you. Well, and I, I think that also has something to do with the fact that they're bigger guys. I mean, Jalen Wilson's a forward shooting threes. So, the guys defending them often aren't asked to, to guard them in that way. So, that, guard their opponents like that. So, they were little off. Not trying to excuse it, but uh, yeah, not a great defensive performance. Kentucky needs to get better defensively. And just control the thing. Like, again, if teams are hitting shots, they're hitting shots. It is what it is. But control the things you can control, and that's just basic basketball 101. Get your hand up. Close out on shooters. Step out on them. And as the texture says, don't let shooters have a cushion. That's all, especially taller shooters. If they can shoot over the guy in front of you as is, you give them a cushion, then it's basically just a wide open shot at that point. Even if you are within, you know, two or three feet, it, it, it was it was a step back. And while again, you you can't say like you know Calipari's not out there being able to go physically put their hands up, but he is the coach where they should be more prepared for that stuff. And 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 they were not, and that's disappointing, and that falls back on him. A texture says a Benny lineup. Did an individual come up with that name to pick at Cal? Who called it that first? Yes, it's uh, people that don't like Calipari use that sarcastically to describe him because he's used basketball bennies talking uh, to media since even back to his Memphis days, probably back to UMass, but I can I can directly trace it back to to Memphis. So yes, that's if you're un if you're unaware, or confused why people are saying basketball bennies, it's a way to take a shot at Calipari. Did we lose Roush? Sorry, guys. Game was lost in the 14 minutes we were played. Zero threat on either side of the court. Fifth year D1, Kenton used his right hand. They ran double screens for Wheeler, and he was dribbling by himself at the top of the key. He's absolutely useless on a basketball court and ruins flow on both sides. We'll never win a big game with him. Um, they ended up uh, – we got some more that are very similar to, to that sentiment. Uh, where I don't I don't know if it was that bad. But, um, yeah, Wheeler, Wheeler didn't have it, have the stuff against Kansas. No, he didn't. And the weird thing is he played really well against Kansas last season in, in Lawrence. He did a lot of really nice things. You go back and watch some Wheeler tape from last season and just looks like a different player. It's got a, a lot of it's got to be mental with him. And two, just knowing that like, hey, anytime I'm out on the floor, if I make a mistake, I may be back on the bench and who knows the next time I'll, I'll get back out there again. He's not really playing freely. And and there are there are limitations with the offense when he's out there. That being said, I'm interested how Ole Miss is going to play UK. My guess is they're going to try to double Oscar, and the shooters are going to have some open shots. But Roush, this is an Ole Miss team that really over defends and overplays. That's not this if when they're in man to man. 
and that's not to say that if Wheeler's in, they may not play off of him. You'd expect potentially them to do that. But Cason Wallace and Antonio Reeves and C.J. Frederick, if Ole Miss is in man-to-man, they're going to be – I hope they're chewing gum because you're going to be smelling their breath. They're going to be that close to your face when they're defending. Which, Roush, how did, what's, what's the strategy against that? Are you, a are you a basketball Benny? Yep, you just blow by them. You blow by them. You blow by them, and then you win at that point. Even if you don't score, you win because then the rest of the defense is scrambling. You can kick out to another shooter if they're open. You can maybe get it down to Oscar if his man leaves him, which probably won't happen, but not impossible. You, you once you get by them, you're 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 playing downhill. The issue is this UK team doesn't seem to have a lot of people that can get by people, with the exception of Wheeler. Uh, this would be a good game for Casey Wallace to kind of show he's taken shrides in that in that regard. Where all right, you're going to overplay me. I'm going to kind of jab right, and then I'm going right by you, and and watch me get ahead of steam here. Something that I thought he'd be doing more of when he was a recruit and seeing him in the Bahamas, haven't seen as much of it, although it has gotten maybe a little bit better uh, over the last couple of weeks. But this is going to be a good opportunity. If they're going to be in man, they're going to be over-pursuing big time. You just got to get by them and make the necessary plays. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do feel like I've seen that a little bit more from Wallace as of late. But uh, a lot of that, too, is having that aggressive mindset going in. Um, CJ Frederick, his his little ball fake has done him some wonders, even though he's not knocking down shots. Would be nice to see him knock down some shots tonight. And that's Just, another like, all right, if you're not knocking down open shots, then you're right, Roush. Like you can get by these guys. They're they're overplaying you more than just about anybody on the floor. And same with Reeves, where then get in the paint and hit that floater or get in the paint and just kind of Look at your options, and if you got to kick out, kick out. If you see another guy open in the paint, then then do that. They should be able to get by their guys more frequently than they have been doing. So that, that goes to them as well, not just Cason Wallace. Uh, and again, this could be a nice Wheeler game in that regard because he is somebody that can break down a defense. But I would imagine they they will be more likely to play off him and not right right and not over pursue him because why would you? He's he's not a threat to shoot over top of you. He's got to be totally wide open to be able to knock down his shots. Uh, texture on the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450 says, Scoots, don't get cocky. We know you're going to mute their show at least one other time. That subtracts a win, according to them. I still can't believe you agreed to that, Scoots. Why not? I mean, why not? Because it's $500 and a, a win's a, a you made a bet. You're going to win that bet, and now you're jeopardizing your bet based on for no reason. I'm, I'm, shenanigans. I'm not going to jeopardize my bet because it's bringing me some accountability. You didn't have to. You could just have accountability by being accountable. No, I know you that. Have to bring the bet into it. Well, I did. So what's done is done, y'all. It doesn't matter. I can lose. Well, now, I can, now, now I'm rooting for Trevor. I can I'm unmute it. I can keep it I'm unmuted hoping. three times and still win. Uh, Roush and I may be sneak in there, and we may mute the show. We, we may sabotage Ooh, you. Ooh, that would be pretty crappy. But yeah, who, I have yeah, faith. Who's to, who's to say somebody else doesn't do that? Who's to say Trevor, who makes mistakes literally every single day of his life, no offense to him, but he does, who's to say he doesn't do something and you're going to get the blame for it? Because there's only there's only so much I can do on my end, and if what I do on my end is correct – then it then I can't get the blame. Plus, I'm in here from Tuesday to Friday. So Tuesday to Friday, if their show doesn't go on air because of me, then that's on me. I mean, that, it, it shouldn't happen though. It's unacceptable. It's 
ridiculously embarrassing every time it happens. So, all right. So, what happens if at two fifteen, Trevor wakes up super early for some reason? Yeah, right. Decides to go to the studio, mute the show, drives over to the other studio, gets on air. Uh, we're not. We Scoots must have forgotten to do it. Oh no! So Who say he doesn't do that. Two two things. A, that would be a heck of a lot of effort, and you all know Trevor's not going to put in a heck of a lot of effort to do something like that. And two, if he were to do that, he's going to get ripped by Troy, so he doesn't want to deal with that either. So, yeah, that's n- just gonna not going to happen. You're going to get the blame for it. It's just not going to happen. You'll get the blame for it. No, nope, won't happen. Besides, Trevor said yesterday he won enough on fantasy football to pay for this bet, so he's not even worried about it. He, wow. He's so, full, he's so full of it. With his, he is in eight leagues and he won one of them, which I can't imagine that means he comes out ahead. I'm sure his, he doesn't have a spreadsheet. Um. <laughs> oh, God. oh, no. Heavens. Rash, are you okay? Wow. Wow. Still, um, yeah, just going to be coughing every once in a while. Ooh, Shout man. out to the wife. She brought me some hot chocolate. Perfect wow. for this cold day and my cold bones. Ooh, here is it a snow day for Lucy as well? No, she's got a late start, so she'll be hanging out with gotcha. me this this uh, this hour. Nice, um, nice. And then I, and then Dad has taken her in, which has never happened in career history. Oh wow! Not at the new. See if you can handle it. Yeah, I'm nervous. It's it, picking her up though is the best, which I do semi frequently. Because, uh, you know, they just they see you and then they run to you. Yeah, well, or you get the other hand, which I get quite often is, no, Dad, go home. Like, he's having fun and he just doesn't want to leave. See, I haven't gotten to that point yet, yeah. which is which is good, although that will be sad when that day comes. Although, I guess it kind of makes you happy. They're like, oh, you're happy without me. That's good. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's good to see. Oh, I even get it. Like, just I'll go downstairs after the show to make coffee breakfast or whatever before getting on blog duties and dad go back to work (laughs) that's that's cute come on that's adorable yeah i don't know if i told you this but supposedly like anybody that comes to pick up their kid lucy will like go walk over to him not thinking that at least i don't think not thinking that she thinks she's going home but she just wants to interact with just anybody and then we also got told that she is quite the hugger at school. And the way the teacher said it was kind of like, you know, like, yeah, it's becoming a little bit of a nuisance. She's, she's quite the hugger. <laughs> she's uh, she's hugging they, people that don't want to be hugged. They didn't say that, but they were like, yeah, she's got one buddy that she'll just chase around and hug. And I was like, well, I guess there's worse things that she could be doing. She could be biting or something like that. So I guess hugs aren't the worst thing in the world. But uh, maybe she's got a little Danny Tanner to her. <laughs> Oh, Texter on the Gordon's text line says, "Oh man, love this one." Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, or Trav- Trevor Kelsey—they can all suck it. Come on! Scoots. I just imagine the LeBron with a do rag and the cigarette in his mouth meme. Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, Trevor Kelsey—it don't matter. They can suck it. Come on! How about LeBron acting like just the biggest loser of all time after not getting that foul call? Oh my gosh, he was like crying on the floor on his hands and knees did you all see patrick beverly bring up the camera to the ref that was pretty funny yeah that was hilarious big fan big fan of that i didn't Uh, uh i knew they were talking like lebron was chasing kareem's record i didn't realize he's gonna get it in the next like week or two pretty wild 
Only oh, really? That, I didn't realize that either. Yeah, he's like 119 points away. So, um, yeah. Uh, it, that That's also a record, too, that I, I guess I just assumed somebody could break it, but also the way that players play now, like you, you just have to play a long time and be really great for a long time. And even though the Lakers stink and they like to pile on LeBron, dude is still, uh, still uh, filling it up. Still filling it up. Yeah, he is a great basketball player, and uh, that that's that is a big deal. You do have to play a long time at a high level for a long time. And how long has he been in the NBA? Nineteen years. Oh three. So this is twentieth season, I think. When, well, I guess or, he started in 03, oh three. Yeah, yeah. So season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A texter says. You can keep disagreeing about Wheeler, but you are four on five when he plays. It's simple. I mean, it's not that simple. Yeah. Um, do you know what's dumb? Playing a obese uh, sh- short person point guard who can't go right after five Division One years. He's not been in Division One for five years. Um, like this person just really hates Wheeler. Yeah, this has to be the same texture, yeah, Scoots, yeah. right? They're just they're going on and on. I'll look into it. Well, you were you sent them over yesterday. So did it come from one number or did it come from multiple numbers? That was yesterday. You just said it yourself. You think I remember yesterday? Come on, man. I thought you yes, knew me. I, I would think that you would remember yesterday. <laughs> yeah, well, um, let's hope you remember not to unmute the pod or whatever. No kidding. I'm, I think I sadly have to root for Trevor now that you've decided to make such a bonehead decision, Scoots. That's fine. Do you. I'm still going to win my 500, and when uh, you all won't get any of it now, so... You weren't gonna. We didn't want any of your Trevor money anyway. You did. I gave you a pity twenty dollars. You, know, you, know you, you know how dirty that money is. I, I gave you a pity twenty dollars with my Jalen Hood Chafino bet. Now you don't want it. Fine. It's dirty, dirty money, and you know it. <laughs> uh, Texture says they really do think Cal makes decisions despite fans. So silly. Yeah, I and mean, if you think that, you just you're you're brainwashed to a certain extent. Cal's not making decisions to tick off the fan base. That's just a wild, wild conspiracy theory. Um, Do you think, Rush, you're you're being quiet on some text. I'm curious as why that is. Oh, I just, I just, because it's very clearly directed towards my former ex-boss. So, you know. I mean, makes it awkward. I think there's a lot of fans that feel that way. Now maybe it came from his talking points, but there's he's not the only person that thinks that he's legitimately trying to spite fans. There's people that think he talks down to fans. I mean, it's just it's it, it's it's a wild. I know, but those are those fans. are also things that are discussed on that show. I, I um, yeah, I, I I don't think it was like out of spite the lineups on Saturday. Um, now are there times where I think he's dragging his feet uh, unnecessarily? And it feels like that, maybe. Um, but like, I don't, I don't think he's going out of his, his way to spite fans. That would be counterintuitive, counterproductive. Does he say some things, maybe in the press conference, that are like poking back at him? Sure, but it, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it because I just, I, I don't have time to waste my energy on that. It feels like wasted energy. I, I think a, an issue with Cal is he has shown in in seasons that he can be loyal to veteran players, which he's not the only coach in America that will do that from time to time. Uh, It is interesting coming from him because he's, you know, the king of freshmen and recruiting and stuff like that. But that's been, that's been an issue that some fans have had. And I think there's some legitimate aspects of that. 
but he's doing that because he trusts those people more based on what he sees it for a multi I mean sometimes years years of practice years of practice and not just a few you know short sample sizes of games that other fans get to see so there is a rhyme and reason for why he does the things he does we don't always agree with it but anybody that he has seen so much more of these basketball players than we are doesn't mean he's always right though Uh, he's been wrong and there's certain circumstances that he is wrong but the idea that he's doing it to to nudge the fan base and lose games but you know he'll get the last laugh just it's nonsense and it should be i mean last uh, i felt like last game too like if there was going to be a game where you i mean that that's the ideal like pretty much everything to mess with the lineup that you've been going with that could happen happened it was a weird matchup anyway and also your big guy that your bigger three player and Chris Livingston was playing well. So you tried something different and played at the four. I thought he'd be committed for that, but it didn't work out because the shooters just sucked. They did. They just were bad. Um, and I think that's a big reason why it didn't work out. They stunk and Kentucky didn't rebound. Well, it was very uncharacteristic. Yeah. And it's not a, like, again, you know, sometimes you just do get beat as much as we hate saying it, as much as it's happening too frequently for UK basketball. But sometimes you do just get beat. If he hadn't played the shooters in the second half and UK loses, people would have absolutely lost their mind. But guess what? He did play the shooters, and the shooters didn't do didn't do anything or didn't do enough for, for UK to help win that game. But I don't know how people can look at the scores and the situations in that second half and think that the game was lost in the first half. It's nonsensical. Uh, should we hit our final break? Let's do it. All right, we'll do that. We'll come back. We'll finish up the text line as quickly and fastly as we can, and then we'll give predictions for tonight, which a big update in our scores, our, our little pick score thing that we've been doing all season. Roush is hot, ladies and gentlemen. We'll Woo-hoo. tell you about that when we return. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kane. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. That's as good as money, sir. Those are IOUs. Go ahead and add it up. Every cent's accounted for. Look. See this? That's a car. 275000 Might want to hang on to that one. Great song to come back to, and a great movie clip as well. Welcome back one final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday game day edition. We'll give predictions for UK and Ole Miss a little bit later on. A little bit more background on Ole Miss. Not a great basketball team, certainly a game UK needs to win. And we're unsure about some of their best players, whether they will be playing or not. Roush had an update that morale is game or day or game time decision, day to day, but game time decision. So we'll see if he goes out there tonight. I would guess probably not, but that is just a complete and total guess. Ole Miss also, they're going to use pick and rolls. That's just anybody that UK is going to see all season is going to be doing that. 
Uh, but Roush, they are an oop team. They will throw alley oops, which Kentucky has a tough time defending, especially when Lance Ware just makes no effort to guard the person that's rolling to the basket, uh, which happened at least once on Saturday, and I think maybe more than that. But they're going to run some oops, and Kentucky doesn't really have the rim protector because Uganda Kingsley doesn't play to stop that. So that's another thing that you need to keep an eye on for tonight's game. Uh, while we're talking about who's playing, who's not playing, why isn't the Duke the Arrow getting more minutes? Again, I know these coaches see a lot more of these players than we do, but that Tennessee game, that dude looked like he was ready to – anytime he's been out there, he looks like he's been ready to do some nice things. Yeah, it has been – Hell, was the Tennessee game the last time we saw him? I, I feel like we remember. saw a small sample size in a game after that, but I could uh, – one of the home games. Was it Georgia maybe? I think we saw him maybe in that game. But Yeah. Just uh, – Not a ton of minutes for him. No, no, just kind of getting squeezed out. Which I get if you if you want – and we all do. We want Kaysen, Reeves, and Wallace, so that – that puts the dude in a little bit of a tough spot there, but I think he should get more minutes here or there. And here or there. Some people Everywhere. that aren't, aren't crazy on Wheeler, which we know there's a lot of people that aren't crazy on Wheeler. Maybe you think the arrow should get some of those minutes. Maybe, but I uh, just, I don't know. I, I like Thiero's. I've always been fine with the do Thiero, but there's never been like, man, I just got to see more of him, sort of thing. I just, it's for me, it's more of guards make your shots, and I don't know if he provides that shot making that uh, you expect from CJ Frederick or Antonio Reeves. Um, oh, now we got me. The, now we got the dog going crazy upstairs. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Which one do we have next? It's shot all the way to the bottom for me. Um, scar- sorry, Scoots, but Miller Lite is not fit for human consumption. Wow. I would argue I would argue that Miller Lite is the most fit for human consumption. I mean, it's just light beer's fine. Like, they're, they're all fine. I just have my personal preferences. And I'm, I'm one of those two, Scoots. Um, I, I change. So, like, right now I'm in a Coors Light phase. I'll probably switch back up to like Miller Lite within, you know, about like this fall or something. Miller, it's about two year cycles. Miller Lite just has better flavor. Great taste, less filling. That's their slogan for a reason. Well, Miller Lite's a Pilsner beer and Bud Light and Coors Lights are lagers. So they're just, they, they taste different because they're different beers. Give me Pilsner. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm out on those right now. I'm a big lager guy. Um, and it might change up. This fall, um, we'll see. I went like all in on Bud Light, all the way out on Bud Light. Um, one, two, that uh, Bush Light, pretty, pretty good stuff as well. Oh, yeah. I, I like that from time to time. I, I can all deal right? with some Bush Light. Yeah, um, the, the good old lattes. Uh, have you seen that Natty Light is changing up their cans? No. No. They're, they're going away from the kind of mid-2000s look, and they're going retro, like, 1980s look. It's actually a pretty cool-looking can. So. It is funny, like looking back at old pictures from time to time and just seeing the evolution of beer cans in the pictures. Yeah, the um, the probably the shortest lived was the one we were in high school, TJ. That it was like the Bud Light with the kind of circle on the top corner of the can, like a, and had like a BL up there. It was it, that one did not last very long. I, I, I when I think back to the old Bud Light cans, I just remember the font, like the Bud Light being huge on the can. Yeah, the, the, and that was just the aluminum cans. Um, yeah, yeah. With the, the aluminum with the red um, that they eventually got away from. But yeah, fun stuff. That was back. 
the of all of the beers though that like just kind of went by the wayside randomly miller genuine draft was huge in the 90s and it just i guess it was so bad that people finally were like all right we cannot what are we doing here but like the label and everything just i mean it very 90s very 90s not sure if you can get that anywhere else i wonder if that's still a, a thing or not that's a good question Texter says, the arrow needs to get some dribbles. He offers too much on defense with his length and ceiling is higher than some. UK doesn't beat Tennessee without him, and Livingston has got to learn the four spot so he can transition well when Toppin's on the bench, but preferably not against Kansas. Uh, I kind of agree with that whole text. I, I, I think the texter said preferably not against Kansas, but I was okay seeing it. I didn't, you know, the times we did – but Toppin's also playing well, which makes the whole Livingston at the four situation a little different. But this texter's saying when Toppin needs a break. And I, I, I agree with this text. Well said, texter on the Thornton's text line. Um, Nick's former ex-boss accused Cal of not playing Dante Allen simply because the fan base wanted Dante to play. Matt Jones and the Chris from Wichman wing of the fan base sure do hate Cal. Um, uh, to be fair, it did feel like it was kind of out of spite when <laughs> at that time. Uh, now the, the thing was, is like, it was almost like, well, if you just show us Dante, like he'll eventually like, we'll learn it too. Um, because that's, that's what happened. He had his one great game and then he had to play Dante more. And then Dante kind of showed like, okay, he's, this is why he's not playing. And now he's struggling to get minutes at Mississippi state. Western Kentucky. Yeah. Or excuse me, yeah. Well, he had the big games against Mississippi State, which was which was fun to see, and we all were were fans of that. But clearly, Dante Allen just wasn't wasn't a, the caliber of player for the level of basketball that UK that we've expected UK to play, or we want UK to play. And shockingly, the coaches that get to see it every day ended up knowing more than yeah. than us uh, radio folks. Weird, weird how that work ended up working out. Um, but like. That, that, that is, you know, I, I understand fans, um, you know, we don't get to see as much. So when things aren't going our way, we want to try something different. Sometimes um, there's a reason to it, but I, I, I don't begrudge people for not just blindly having allegiance and to, to, to like, oh, well, they must know better because, you know, they don't always know better. No, uh, Chris Rodriguez was in the doghouse for like the first two years of his career because he fumbled once and the dude was a top five running back in school of history. As much as Eddie Grant knows his stuff, he was wrong on that end. Right. Like, so it, it happens. Coaches aren't infallible. No, they, they do make mistakes and we try to call it out when, when we do see it. Uh, Texas says a large portion of this fan base is convinced they know better than our coach. Pretty crazy. And again, some instances they're wrong. They, they do get stuff wrong, but from the day to day, they're usually you know, the practices, why some people are playing or not. You generally do see it from time to time, but not always. And again, we try to, we try to call it like we see. Uh, another person says KSR brain has polluted this fan base, man. I've done a great job. Um, same. I also did a great job too, uh, tanking Louisville's recruiting rankings. So um, KSR, we're a machine and we're doing our part to pollute everything we touch. Wow. Love the toys in the background. Is that what that is? I'm sitting here wondering: Is TJ raising a parakeet or what? It's 
It sounds like it's like uh, one of those like little drill toys. It's uh, her little automated car thing, which of oh. course she hasn't played with in weeks. But today's the day to do it. Yep, it is the day today to do it. Um, if Kaysom Wallace is a non-complimentary piece, your team is elite. If he has to be your primary ball handler and best guard, your team probably isn't elite. Nothing against him at all. He'll deservedly be a lottery pick. More so making a point about the roster as a whole. Uh, that That's, I, I don't it's know, probably, I don't know if true. I agree with that or not, TJ. I think I do agree. I mean, I, Wallace has had the keys for a little bit, and Kentucky, I think, has looked better, and I think it's the right decision. But I, I do, I think, agree with this texture. And I and I would have thought Casey Wallace was going to be a better freshman uh, in large part based on the summer reports and there's been just so many good guards in coming into Kentucky. So when you hear high praise about one that speaks volumes, because look at the company that they're being compared to in terms of the great freshman guards. And so I thought Kaysen was going to be a little bit better. He's really, really good. And he can make Kentucky a really, really good team. But I, I, and I don't say this to slam him because again, I think he's Kentucky's best option at the position. But does he look like a, a Brandon Knight type guard that could lead a Final Four run? I I I don't see yeah, that. Yeah, um, he's make, he's yeah. like he just doesn't seem to have the scoring ability to be able to do that. His outside shooting's better than I thought it was going to be, but he isn't somebody that wants to take a ton of shots. And I think there's a reason why that is because he would rather have somebody like Reeves or or Frederick shoot some of those shots. So uh, again, if he is like your second guard your second best guard, that team probably is a Final Four national title contender. If he's your best guard, it could be a really, really good team, but I do think it probably has a little bit of a ceiling on it. But he's a special defender. His best basketball is years and years ahead of him. Uh, but hes I, I agree with that text. Yeah, that, that especially offensively, um, because he is a much better shooter when like catching it off the inside out. Right, like he he's at his best when he's not uh, creating because he he's not always able to create for himself. Um, but you know what? Tonight they're going to be overly aggressive. Go get to the rim, finish that with that nice little scoop shot. Uh, well, let, let's see some more of that, Kaysen. See some more of that. Another texter says the bending lineup was literally plus one in a game that every in that everyone finished minus seven ish. But yes, lineups have no impact on a basketball game. So so why didn't the Benny lineup win the game when they were down two with twelve minutes to go, down two with six minutes to go, seven minutes to go, five minutes to go? Why didn't that lineup win, Texter? Yeah, I mean, I think the point they're making though is they generally did play better than the other ones. And that's the lineup that we want to see, but why didn't it win then? It had a chance to win the game. They missed shots. They did. They missed shots. And I'm not blaming the coaches on the lineup that we all wanted to see late in the game, not finishing it out and closing it out. Now, somebody can make a case that if you played that lineup in the first half as much as you should have, it you would have been up and it, you you would have you would have won the game. It's just it's it's so nauseating. Uh, players get tired. You can't play everybody forty minutes. It's a little thing about basketball. Uh, actually, sports all around. Most of the time, people get tired. You have to go to your bench every so often. That being said, even if you hated the lineups in the first half, the lineup that you love in the second half was basically a tied game. Had a chance at home with the crowd to pull it out, and they didn't. So naturally, let's blame the coaches on the lineups. 
Now, you can blame the coaches on the players not being as good as they should be or not being able to execute as much as they should be, but you can't blame it on the lineups because it makes literally no sense and you come off as just a goober. You just come off as a goober if you say, they didn't play the right lineups. Late in the game, who are they playing? Who are they playing uh, late in the game? And they, and they they had a chance to win, too. I, my thing is, is like, how many times in our – like well, we've been doing this radio show for five years now. I've been closely following Kentucky basketball for a long time, but breaking it down throughout the entire Calipari era. And like lineup talk is just not a typical thing we do because the problem with lineup talk is it's not something that like you point to at the end of the game, but when you look at the box score, that's not, it's not something that like is just like a, a common. I, I don't know. It, it just feels like it's not a thing that we normally do, and so I don't know why this year we're. It falls in the grand landscape of losing locker room problems. Does this player not like this player? Lineups. When things are losing, you have to look at what's wrong with it. So people, when things are not going well, and we all get frustrated by it, it's got to be oh well, the right lineups aren't being played. That's why UK is losing. Kentucky played the right lineups in the second half. They didn't win. They didn't win the half. They didn't win the game. They didn't make enough plays that they needed to. Again, if you want to bring that back on coaching for not having the right talent or the right set of players or they're not where they need to be, that's a whole different conversation. The lineups is just, again, you're telling on yourself. I'm just letting everybody know that. A texter says, hot take, if Shouse was the lead ref on Saturday, we win. He's so much better than Pat Adams. Uh, they both right. will make their fair share of mistakes. I just don't like to have um, – I, I don't like to know the names of officials. Same. Same. Good morning, TJ. I hope everyone stays safe on the roads today. I was who texted the long text yesterday about the lineup. I just wanted to clarify what I meant. I didn't think the lineup in the first half was the direct reason why we lost. I was meaning Cal messed with the lineup. The offense wasn't the same. We started with flow and rhythm, and then Wheeler comes in the first possession. He has a shot clock violation. Uh, gosh, the, the moans and the groans are up arena when that happened too, by the way. I felt like at times Cal was out coaching himself. There's a point of there was a point in the lineup was Wheeler, Wallace, Livingston Top, and an Oscar. It gets frustrating when you feel like if it's not broke, don't fix it. And Cal does. Have a good day. Go cats, suck at Louisville, suck at Roush. Only thing I'd add to that texture, and your your opinions are validated and you your they're your opinions. You can have them. It's just you have you can't play everybody 40 minutes. Like people have to yeah. come in and do different things. Try I different you know, it, it's just you. You, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm exactly with you. I think just the argument that one would make was like, well, if you put Wheeler in, ideally you put him in with other guards just to help with the spacing, right? With the other shooters. Um, yeah, but, I agree but, with that. But like you, yeah, you're right. I mean, you can't. That, that's kind of what got us into this problem is he was playing Wheeler too much, too many minutes. Um, yes. Uh, let's try to wrap this up if we oh. can. TJ and Nick, as parents, how often? We read that one last week. You must have missed it. Uh, if we had more time, we'd probably revisit it again. But go but, back to Friday's podcast. We did We did touch on it. We didn't really touch on it, though. I think the same thing happened last time. And <laughs> But, like, for me, it's like my parents watch my kids, so I don't, I don't really ask too often. It's usually about every other week. My wife's family, our kids, the only grandkids, so we can go to them pretty much anytime we need. They're happy to do it. They help out a ton. On my side of the family, there's like eight or seven of them, so it's a little bit tougher with them because they may already be watching somebody else. But you're right. At least, at least once a week, you know, you'll try to normally get some help in some regard. Uh, the good the thing for you, TJ, is, is true. 
when the kids when they get older, you'll be able to have like sleepovers with your siblings. And Correct. Yeah, that'll be clutch. That'll, that'll be, be great. Clutch. We're looking yeah. forward to that. Hey, fellas, Beasy here. Who are we rooting for in TJ's final? I'd love to see Anissa finally win one with Jordan as of the game tonight. Cats, 79 to 67. Have a good one. Thanks, Beasy. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on the challenge tomorrow because uh, it's on Wednesday. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Very excited about it. I'd love for Anissa to win one, but she brings it on herself for why she doesn't, for what it's worth. Big Jordan fan. The saxophone before, during, and after the decision played part in said decision. Um, I don't think they mean saxophone. Another texter says, mm, John, John here. here. Go ahead. Good game day morning. This should be a good one for the Cats, and I believe it'll be one that we must win. Uh, Cats will win by eight. Wallace will be MVP. I have a question before I go. Whoever is eligible to come back for next season should come back. Maybe Big O is the exception. Everyone else, I believe, should come back next season. Well, what do you think? Got to go talk to you later. Well, they can't because uh, – they're going to not play because you're bringing in a bunch of five stars, John. Yeah, you're you're playing Dilly Nam, you're playing Wagner, and you're playing Justin Edwards, and you're playing Bradshaw. Those four guys are 100% playing for Kentucky next season, and some people may not want to hang around for that. Uh, Texter says, a dude should 100% play over Wheeler, ran the point at Tennessee, actually gives you size. People are talking about KSR radio show, not the site so much, right? Uh, you know, you'd have to ask them. There's great writers all over the KSR website, people complaining about a radio host who makes fun of a coach every day and pretends like he knows more about basketball than the Hall of Fame coach does. Uh, Texter says, um, plus one means they won on the floor. Why didn't they win on the floor when they laid in the game? Why wasn't it a plus three? Why wasn't it a plus seven? Why wasn't it a plus nine? Why is that, Texter? Lineup talk is new, Nick. To be fair, somebody won't match won't shut up about it. Uh, blah, 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 blah. We just can't read Matt Jones texts all the time as much. I know as, this uh, is it's very annoying because we'd like to just not talk. Yes, about uh, he doesn't show. like Calipari and he lets everybody knows about it basically on a daily basis. We know that as well on the radio show. I'm not sure which more we can say about it. All right, predictions for tonight. Let's start with Scoots. He's winning the game eight to four to three. Roush, you're right on my heels, Woo-hoo! buddy. Wow, Scoots, what good, do you got? Good job, Roush. Um, I think Cats win big tonight. Give me, I'm pretty similar to BZ's score. Give me 76-64, and I'll take Big O. Okay, I will take UK 71-70. to I think it'll be an ugly game, and UK just skates by with a win. I'll take Wallace because you already took Oscar, so it's kind of tough any, anyways. Um, I'm going to meet in the middle. We've got a close UK win, a big UK win. I'm going to say Cats win by seven, 77, 70 and, uh, Antonio threes. Let's go. I think it's going to be a really close game. I hope the Cats pull it out. All right. Sorry for the baby in the background. The snow days will do that, but we'll be back tomorrow without baby. And we'll talk about UK's win. Hopefully the Cats pull it off. Cool. Really, really hope the cats pull it off. Go caps. We'll see everybody on Wednesday. Oh, God.